Konbanwa, Mira-san. Yorushikunachimasu. Ah, normies like us. The podcast reminds you it's hip to be square. Kono yoru wa kawaii no mono wa hanasemasu. As we talk, the J-horror phenomenon jewel, the grudge on normies like... Uh, <coughs> sorry. Us. You heard it up top. We are about to talk about one cursed movie that's about to put a curse on us because we are talking Juan the Grudge here on Normies Like Us with your hosts, um, Adulterous Colin. I've got a little notebook and I'm writing secret little love notes to people. Interesting. And this is uh, Sarah Michelle Jacob. <laughs> uh, yeah, I yeah. I don't know any of the characters' names except the, the, uh, Toshio and Toshio Kayako, and I guess. Kayako. Yeah, and uh, Buffy the Jacob Slayer. I was, I was thinking, yeah, the one where Buffy has to fight the Grudge. You know, great episode. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, well, it's yeah. very distracting for me to see her in a non-Buffy mm. role because she's. But not it's still a supernatural thing too. It's like it should. She's not being like Buffy. Badass, you know. She's being all scared and stuff. Buffy, yeah. Would but Jacob, imagine how I feel. I'm looking for Scooby Doo the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. Right. 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 Um. So, to bring everybody up to speed, yes, we are here back talking spooktacular, spooky stuff during that spooky season. Um, and, you know, we've gone through the 70s, 80s, 90s, you know, with The Exorcist, Friday the 13th, and Candyman. And uh, then it hit the 2000s. And I recently just returned from a trip to Japan a week uh, prior to this wow. as of recording. And I thought, you know what was big in the 2000s? Japanese horror movies. So we kind of went back and forth. I was like the ring or the grudge. And then it turns out the grudge, the original Juon, the grudge and the American remake are directed by the same person. So I thought it might be interesting to look at both of those movies. They're fairly similar, but I think there's enough different. It'd be interesting to kind of see how does one director um, kind of take this approach. Plus, we get Sam Raimi producing the American one. They bring in an American writer to help. Um, so, yeah, that's what we're doing. We're talking the grudge and Juon, the grudge, the original same director, Takashi Shimizu. And that's uh, right. That's what we're doing. Because it was a big By thing way, in the 2000s, uh, right? Like Japanese horror, Asian horror. We were adapting a ton of stuff. Yeah. Um, Blackwater was like a Thai horror movie originally, stuff like that. Well, and I like that they, the American production company or whatever, was like, let's actually get Takashi Shimizu to just remake Juwan the Grudge, uh, you know, for American audiences, I guess. But it's still set in Japan, has, you know, lots of Jap- Japanese actors and a mix of, you know, American and Japanese. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it's 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 interesting that it's uh, produced by Sam Raimi because, by the way, this is the second week, second movie in two weeks that uh, features Ted Raimi. Right? Yeah, remember that Candyman? Off. That's right. Uh, so I thought that was kind of funny when I was watching. Hell of a role in this one, Jacob. We're we're really yeah. filling out our six degrees of separation with our Ted Raimi knowledge now. We can go a lot That's of places. Right. Yes, we can get all the way into Japan now. You know, you can do a bunch yes. of Japanese actors through Ted Raimi. Thank God, you know. Um, yeah. But guys, Incredible. history with the, you know, the, the grudge, um, you know, because for me, I had seen the American version. And honestly, it was like 
the scariest thing to me. And I was still going into this very afraid of Kayako, that noise. I like, I'm really afraid of this. So I had to face my fears wow. for this one. But uh, Colin, how about you? What was uh, what was your background? Well, and happy spectacular, Mike, like you're saying, um, this is your choice. Uh, I yes. feel like, no, I, 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 I'm, I'm excited to say because so rarely do I ever get to say on this podcast when we're doing an episode that it's my first time experiencing it. I'd never seen The Grudge before. So, you know, oh, wow. I'd seen a little J-horror stuff, obviously the ring, Ringu, um, and then some of the other stuff that got imported over here as far as remakes, but really not a lot of actual J-horror itself and not The Grudge. Hey, that's awesome. We, we get to fresh eyes, you know, The Grudge. Jacob, how about you? Well, for me... Uh... I'm similar to Colin. I mean, I think I did actually watch The Grudge when I was younger. Didn't remember too much about it, but it was funny because one of the main things that I remember from it is the very beginning when Bill Pullman, like, jumps <laughs> off his uh, balcony, commits suicide, you know? Yep. For some reason, that image stuck in my mind. And then, of course, like, the little ghost kid and stuff. But I could not remember the rest of the plot of the movie other than that first scene because I just remember seeing that and being kind of traumatized by this guy just falling off of his balcony. And that's the first scene in the movie. Um, yeah. But I'm it's excited to talk open. about it. And uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I am too. And I had only seen the American one. I've never seen uh, Jew on the original. And um, so it's going to be interesting to kind of compare and contrast these and look at Takeshi, Takashi Shimizu, Shimimasen, uh, and kind of this, his baby. So um, maybe without further ado, we can just... You know, go into this house over here. It seems pretty, pretty chill. You know, we'll just let's go on in. No, no problems here. Uh, I just got hired to go into that house. So we better get in there. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm the repairman. I'm staying away from the house. <laughs> All right, we'll see you over there. like us where we have a bone to pick with you listeners that's right because we are holding a grudge the grudge Juan, mm-hmm. the classic horror film yeah uh, hey, don't. Sorry, kid. I um i can barely do that voice so and right right Jacob, by the way wipe that face paint off you don't need to be wearing <laughs> all white face paint while we record today that's his complexion he hardly gets outside <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. your eyes you know. are so big <laughs> yeah so you know obviously toshio being the reference there uh the kid from the grudge um so originally going to this like i said up top i was like okay let's look at one movie that's done by the same director and man getting into this did i not realize i bit off a lot more than i could chew and i know you guys pretty much just watched the two films jacob i think you might have watched the american sequel i watched yeah jew on the grudge the grudge 2004 and the grudge 2 which was also directed by shimizu san that's his uh, final grudge a direct film. sequel to the grudge um, but there's also Jew on the Grudge 2, which is a sequel to Jew on the Grudge that's not connected to the Right. American so I want to get into that right now. So yeah. <laughs> this whole thing started, I found out, in an anthology film called, like, High School Ghost Story G. And he was in film school um, studying underneath Kiyoshi Kurosawa, who's Akira Kurosawa's daughter. And they did an anthology film. And in that anthology kind of, you know, uh, ensemble film, he did two shorts 
One titled 4444444, a lot of fours. Four can be pronounced as she, which means death in Japanese. So four is like an unlucky number. Uh, And then one called Katsumi. Yeah, she, she, she. Um, It's also listed on Letterboxd as in the corner, but it's Katsumi. Sorry, Katsumi. But anyway, uh, he did these two short films. And in these short films, the characters of Toshio and Kayako are introduced. And they're doing their trademark shenanigans of like sounding like a cat. Kayako's crawling around looking crazy. Um, And that's in 1998. And so then there's a direct-to-video series in 2000, he does Juon the Curse and Juon the Curse 2. So I'll be referring to those as the Curse and the Curse 2 because after that, in 2000 and 2003, he does Juon the Grudge, Juon the Grudge 2, to be referred to as Juon and Juon 2 here on out. Yeah. So we have the Curse 1 and 2, Juon 1 and 2, and then the Grudge 1 and 2 American films, which he also directed. So he's essentially now- s- done this six times. <laughs> Here's here's what I love about that, Mike, because that is incredibly rare, I would yeah. say, for a filmmaker to do that and especially to keep sort of reworking their work and going like, no, no, I am going to figure it out. But when I think about the people who did do it, I think of Robert Rodriguez, you know, doing um, El Mariachi to... Um, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, oh, Desperado. Desperado. That That's right. Be, yes. Yeah, Desperado. Um, but then, of course, Jacob, I think about the producer of this film, Sam Raimi, being like, no, I'm going to get Colin. Evil Dead right. Like, I'm oh my going God. to figure this, <laughs> this out. This is so funny Colin, because i i'm glad you brought that up because i literally was going to bring that up too when we got to talking about the the grudge uh starring sarah michelle geller mm-hmm. because it's produced by sam Raimi. to me my take was going to be that the grudge is to jew on the grudge what yes. evil dead 2 is to evil dead 1 where it's right. essentially a remake with higher production values higher budget and he was able to sort of perfect what he started with these lower budget. Hold on, uh, hold on. I've got this. I'm figuring yeah. this out. Yeah, yeah. So so exactly on that point, when I was like, I'm going to do the two movies that this guy directed, and it's like, wait a minute. And so like you said, the, the Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, the curse one and two are that for Juon, the grud, you know, because so, those went theatrical. So direct-to-video, the curse right. films. Then two theatrical releases with Juwan Juwan 2 and then The Grudge and Grudge 2 in America. So essentially, he's just been making the same movie six times in a row. Because even the sequels, it's like the same premise. There's one plot hook that he uses. People go into the house and they get haunted. That's it. So that's what The Curse and The Curse 2 are also about. So honestly, the plots... So so the whole universe centers around a single event, which is uh, there's uh, Kayako... And she is married and has feelings for another man. She writes it in her journal. Her husband finds out, gets very jealous, and in a fit of rage, murders her, the son Toshio, and even the cat. And um, in some versions, he kills the other person, the other person's wife, their baby. So it's weird. But the core thing is the family gets murdered in this house. And then the curse, the Juon, is the ghost of Kayako and uh, right Toshio. It kind of gets passed on, and as the lore expands... Um, you see that it's kind of traveling and actually my take was going to be, you know, I don't know if this is a hot take Hmm. or not, but watching Juwan the grudge and then watching the grudge, I kind of feel like you don't need to watch Juwan because I think Hmm. the grudge is actually a better uh, like evil dead two to evil dead one. Like I think he really perfected over time and, you know, I appreciated watching Juwan the grudge, but I feel like I don't feel like it was necessary. And I could have just watched The Grudge and The Grudge 2 and left it at that and gotten everything I needed out of this story. So well, that I don't is, know how you guys feel. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I'll just finish off on this. But that is fascinating because honestly, having watched, you know, The Curse and Juon are very similar plot wise, just like The Grudges. Like he's literally just making small tweaks and like the rules change slightly every time. It's like each set of two is its own little universe. So like they're right. all similar, but there's just enough different that keep them interesting. Uh, and I just assume yeah. like it's just budget constraint, you know, just well, at each it's, level, right? Well, so here's the thesis. Like the key thing is house happens, people get haunted. But it seems like he had like 20 ideas of cool scenes of people being haunted and just yeah. slowly shot them all. Because it's not always the same characters. Sometimes it's like, okay, and uh, Curse 2, it's like a real estate firm acquires the house and then the the people who are auditing it like get haunted you know that kind of stuff the people they're touring the house for so there's always slightly different characters in each of these iterations um you know but so so it's just it's just cool that he's like i want to shoot these vignettes because the whole thing is right. told in like segments named after the characters it's so he just had a ton very of them. interestingly yeah yeah and oh, i yes. think um mm-hmm. again i think the grudge is is very much like do on the grudge a straight remake with some slight differences of there's some other characters in Juwan that don't make it to the American version. Like there's some other cop characters and stuff. It's a little more involved and a little more hard to follow for me, a dumb white guy who doesn't speak Japanese, but um, right. I actually think that the grudge two of the three that I watched, I would rank them the grudge two, then the grudge, then Juwan the grudge. Cause I think the grudge two is actually better than the grudge because it hmm. expands on the lore, does some more interesting things with it. Um, and I really liked it. So yeah. to the American film. Yes. yes. Starring and I Amber think Camblin as yeah. Sarah Michelle Gell- Gellar's sister. Yeah. yeah, we get the return of Sarah Michelle Gellar briefly, but um That's she right. does a Bill Pullman in that movie. Um spoilers. Uh so <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the here's the format, here's the uh template. There's always a template with these, and both the ones we're gonna talk about do it, but um he's all about don't show the shark. He he's all about creating tension and leading up to horror, and then and then you don't see anything. You just cut away. It's about being fearful, but there's not gore. Yeah. There's not really violence happening. So in the early films, he's really not telling you a clear backstory. You get flashes of it, and you kind of put it together. But in The Grudge right. too, like Jacob said, we do get clear kind of explanations of why Kayako is the way he is, why she behaves and moves. It's expanding how she does. the war. And yeah, I think with the grudge, the way it's told and Juwan, the grudge, um, the way it's structured with the different timelines, time periods, um, you kind of don't understand everything at, at all at once, but you're kind of putting it together slowly over time. Some people don't like that structure because they think it's just too confusing. And mm-hmm. I can understand that as well. But um, I kind of liked it. It's kind of like a, uh, I don't know, just interesting structure. Yeah. So it's generally like a series of short scenes vignettes with a name of a character who has interacted with the house in some way and the way that they get haunted and ultimately meet their demise because in these films nobody ever wins ever you know that's just how it works it's and so it's out of order timeline wise too yeah yeah no matter what you do to try to cheat it or beat the curse there's no beating it everyone i don't like essentially everyone dies eventually the rules are tough yeah and i think that's what makes this so scary and scary to me when i first watch it because like i said like i am the i'm not afraid of like horror movies but i am very afraid of kayako and i couldn't figure out why after confronting this i'm a little bit more comfortable but um i was so scared of her and the thing is you can just be fucked for no reason. Like even if someone goes to the house and hangs out with you, sometimes that's enough. Yeah. Like just being in the proximity and of someone who's been to the two, house can cause you to get screwed. We see in two that the curse is spreading, right? Because people visit the house 
these schoolgirls into that kind of come. Um, eventually, mm-hmm. it ends up in Chicago. There's this whole other vignette in Chicago featuring yeah. his family, and this whole apartment complex is getting uh, infected with this curse, essentially. So it's spreading, right? Well, because someone who was it was an international student, she came back to Chicago, and Kayako yeah. will not stop. And that's what's scary is there's no escaping it. You can't leave the house. You can't leave the country. So it makes everywhere in your entire home, everywhere around you, scary. And You've that's what's really effective. Constantly, yeah. She could be anywhere say, at any time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not too scared of ghosts in general. Um, and jump like I, I appreciate well done jump scares and so and I think Shimizu is good at uh doing these jump scares and making them sort of less obvious than you know they can be a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I was gonna ask you guys, would you rather be in a grudge situation or would you rather be in a uh Jason or Michael oh, yeah. Myers sure. s- situation where you're being hunted by an unstoppable <laughs> Yeah, Colin, you, you take this and, one first. And yeah. To a larger point that I want to make to start mm-hmm. with, of Please. the films we have covered for the spooktacular so far, Exorcist, Candyman, Friday the 13th, let's throw in the old ones, let's throw in Michael Myers as well. Mm-hmm. This film is the film that scared me. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe that's because I was unfamiliar with it, but watching it, I, I was not scared of those other films that we've covered in, spook- in this yeah. spooktacular so far. Um grudge was scary yeah and if I, michael myers was chasing me i don't know yeah i can maybe get away but i can't get away from kyoko she's no. like oh, gonna crawl down That's those stairs thing. at me yeah there's it's no like, escape um, it is like Final Destination. There's no beating it. Everyone dies eventually. And I think that's yeah. the scariest thing about it is that once you're seeing those ghosts, it's all over for you eventually. Like, yeah, you can potentially Even get away from a Freddy or a Jason or a yeah. Michael Myers. But I would say I am more scared of the idea of a slasher serial killer type person mm. going around just killing indiscriminately. These ghosts, they're scary when you see them, but they're not really doing anything to you until you don't see eventually it. you die, right? Yeah. Right. You, you don't see the result of Kayako coming up to you. You never yeah, see it. Hacking at you with a machete or anything right. like that. Right. In, in some of the earlier ones, I think um, Juon, The Grudge to the Japanese sequel is actually one of the cool ones because they do show some interesting, they do show some deaths and kills from Kayako, which we don't really get in the series. And I think that's pretty interesting and maybe a reason to check out the grudge too. That one is a TV crew goes to the house to film it for like a spooky show. And they think it's all bullshit. It's fucking cool. It's really cool. So I recommend that one. If you're going to watch any of the old ones. And I also think Juwan the curse is fascinating. Just has his first go at this idea. Um, but um yeah you don't see it so a slasher is tangible and it seems more realistic like somebody could go crazy at at any moment right ghosts seem less real but this is so much higher stakes that i'm always respectful of potential ghosts just in case but really if you're in a if you're in a friday 13th situation you're you're dying anyways unless you're the final girl or Corey feldman or something well i'm just thinking real life like jason doesn't have a passport I could escape, you know, Takes somewhere. Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. He, well, he's on a boat, though. A boat from right. Crystal Lake, apparently. <laughs> right. So, Pazuzu versus Kyoko. Pazuzu, oh. you really only are affected if you're the person possessed. But you're, or but the Jacob, you're in the room. It's yeah. not going well. The priest is like, let her go, let her go. And your eyes are kind of like darting from like whoever's possessed to the door to be like, My, should I just like get out of here? Pazuzu <laughs> will at least do that? have a conversation Pazuzu with you. you. It won't yeah, go well, but there's a, there's a back and forth. Kayako is 
not you you can't reason there's nothing there's nothing it's just the curse the resentment but no one it's unstoppable in any of these movies has just tried to punch one of these ghosts well that's <laughs> a thing back. too so yeah. Shimizu's formula that's the other thing too it's it's kind of silly once i've seen this movie six times like i did mm-hmm. um but it's always they show up ghost shows up and the person is just frozen in fear as the ghost right. slowly makes an approach. They never try to run, really. They never try to fight back. And it's that's but kind of formulaic. There is some sort of paralysis that is happening. I would yeah. say especially in the Sarah Michelle, Michelle Geller version because, the, I mean, there is – it's like the presence of them just stops you. So Yeah. I yeah. I also it's want like to say this. sleep paralysis thing. We keep saying ghost. And, Mike, you keep saying curse. Now, there mm. is a debate online – are these spirits, and I, I believe there is a, a Japanese name for what Yurei. Keiko is. Yurei. A U-A. Y-U-R-E-I. Yurei. It's like just a Japanese because ghost. Because when you die, when someone dies and there's an intense emotion, uh, there's a curse is born, as you might read in the uh, opening text of any of these movies, basically. And that's a literal translation of Juan is resentment curse, right? Right. So, um, and I like you saw how, my parody film Horror Knee about the intense emotion that happens to me when I'm killed. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Love that. Oh man. Um, but I hard like on the, is the uh, uh, spinoff, right? Better <laughs> <laughs> pitch. Thank you. I just, I just doctor the title. It's your idea. Thank you. We're yeah. just trying to sell. I like it. the idea of the curse also in in two, where you see um, people are starting to like it, it causes you to sort of. Uh, reenact this original crime of the husband killing the wife and the son and all this. Like when you get to Chicago, I don't know if you guys saw or Mike, you saw the grudge. Light spoilers. Oh, you, yeah. Um, um, but but that idea this, is this explored, girl yeah. that visits the house in Japan eventually goes back to Chicago where she's from and is in this apartment trying to get away from the curse, right? The grudge. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. But it essentially slowly infects this apartment building where this unrelated family in another apartment the mom and the dad start acting weird, start reenacting this original situation. So yeah. I like that angle for yeah. possession or something spiritual. That yeah. is yeah. interesting. So it does it expand your emotions. So the dad acts angry and jealous and um, it's just, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. And I want to touch on that too, because that a lot of what he's doing is constantly calling back to earlier works. Cause like there's a frying pan thing that was in the very earliest curse do on the curse so he's right. constantly calling back even in the american the grudge he's calling back to that sequel i, re- I recommended and stuff so he's constantly using yeah. some of his old ideas and recycling them and so he's just shaking it up this this one idea two ghosts and he just shakes it up and does it, it every seven year seven yeah. times over Mike. yeah i don't yeah. know if you can be calling back yourself to be like it's like my first film nine but the americans haven't ago. seen that you know yeah. so it's like I why know. not it's funny i was looking <laughs> is uh, it a homage or is it lazy right <laughs> I was looking at his filmography, like post The Grudge and everything, too. And I think the most notable thing he's done, at least for maybe American audiences, is he did the Kiki's Delivery Service live action Which I have movie not seen. adaptation. Uh-huh. What is that? Kiki's Delivery Service? Well, I know that, but yeah. I didn't realize Miyazaki's film had a, had a, a live action adaptation. It was a Japan-only release. I mean, I'm sure you could find it. But yeah, made in Japan for Japan 2014, but I have not seen nope. it. Yeah, but now yeah. you can watch Great. more Shimizu. <laughs> yeah. But it's very weird. Oh, my God. You. Is return Takesh, to... What is the – what, Totoro is in that? What is the little boy's name? <laughs> oh, Takesh, I hope so. It's interesting. The um, <laughs> oh, uh, the, uh, Toshio, woman that plays, yeah. the original woman that plays <laughs> Kayako, Kayako played her all the way through 
the grudge two before Correct. he was placed in the grudge three, which is a different director for American audiences. Um, and then the kid play, I think the same kid plays him in the, uh, Jew on the grudge, Jew on the grudge Two. Yeah. The grudge. And I think the grudge Two they replaced him with a new kid. Cause he's probably getting too old, but yeah. And that's replaced him. Jake. Yeah. Time. Yeah. I made this movie six times. Yeah. Um, I, I made it six now. times. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's Takako. Takako, Takako Fuji. She has played Kayako in every Shimizu instance, and she's a dancer and singer, and she does some voice acting, and that's why she has those interesting movements. But even from 1998, right. that's the very first Kayako. Wow. She's always been Kayako. And then we didn't even mention, there is the Grudge 3, then there's um, a new Grudge from 2020 that uh, was described as a sidequel because it takes place during and around the events of the original Grudge American version. Um, so that's Jamie interesting. Lee Curtis appears, and it's like a <laughs> yeah. legacy sequel. Right, right. Sarah Michelle Gellar comes. So back. yeah, that would be awesome. Let me um yeah. mention that too, then, because I wanted to do only. I was like the sh- one Shimizu did. It turned out he did six. <laughs> so I watched those, but then I stopped. And there are, you know, there's a sequel, as Jacob said, to the American one, The Grudge Three, that follows the kid from Chicago. Maybe he's a and little older. That Juwan Origins on Netflix, right? Which is a series that came out in 2020. And then we have Juwan White Ghosts and Black Ghosts that came out in 2009, which were like kind of a uh, anniversary style thing. And then we have the beginning of the end and Juwan The Final Curse. And finally, the greatest one that we want to see is Sadako versus Kayako, the Freddy yes. versus Jason of Japan. Uh, so these the are all not Carol directed by Shimizu. The Grudge but, Girl, if you don't know, which but to, which to me implies, given the rules of the Grudge universe, that you have to enter this haunted world in order for the curse to affect you. Right? You have to go to this haunted location. That means. Does that film start with them going there and then like, hey, I've also got this cursed videotape. I believe that is 100% the premise. (laughs) They go to the house and then there's a tape. That's a double curse. You can't (laughs) do that. I was wondering like what would lead these two characters to be not only in the same movie, but versus each other. They want to get the same victim maybe. Yeah, similarly convoluted to Freddy versus Jason and mm-hmm. why these care or Alien versus Predator. I love yeah. a team up of two different uh, you know, competing franchises coming together for some mm-hmm. reason. So, um, yeah, there's more here uh that I will be exploring now that I'm in for a penny and for a pound, but it will be interesting to see what people who are not Shimizu do with these characters cuz he seemed to have one thing that he wanted to do and he just did it six times slightly differently every time. So, yeah. It's a fascinating franchise, I think, from that perspective. So, um, you know, American versus Japanese one. I think I prefer the Japanese version, Juon, to really the Grudge. But that's because I saw the other earlier ones and I'm like, I see you're growing. And then this was just like yeah. they brought in an American writer to add like the romance stuff and Doug and shit. Uh, and that's just like I like when it's just a vignette. Like it's just a house right. and then somebody gets haunted and killed. And then the next one, the next one. I, I think will that's say better I can for me. S- in my opinion, I can see the evolution, but to me, the the grudge kind of renders Jew on the grudge obsolete. Effects-wise, it's yeah. night and day. Yeah. Like the, better the cinematography, yeah. better effects. Well, um, Sarah Michelle Gellar, obviously. Yeah. But I don't think that's a reason to make it extinct, essentially. To, you know, to answer your question of what mm-hmm. do I prefer, Sarah Michelle Gellar, obviously. It's a much better and well-crafted film, but mm-hmm. the original Jew on... You know, you watch it now and you see how they did develop those J-horror 
themes and ideas that are stolen and you go like, okay, well, what is it here? And honestly, watching it this time and the sort of TV play melodrama look and style it had and sort mm-hmm. of like slow pacing and stuff. I got a lot of um, Gaio horror. So mm. maybe like Italian, like maybe mm. they're taking from them, then we're taking from J horror. I, I don't right. know. And it's all mixing up. Yeah. And again, it really is the Evil Dead 1 versus Evil Dead 2. Like, is Evil Dead 1 worth watching at least once? Yeah, I think so. But mm. also you can just watch Evil Dead 2 and kind of get get the whole thing about it, right? But I also would say you should probably watch Evil Dead 0, which is what we have in this case. Like, mm. the, before even 1, we have 0, Sam Raimi's unreleased short films that he... Right. Well, what if he just made... No, Evil these are full-length direct-to-videos, yeah. Right, I mean, right, technically, but... Within the Woods, that is what that first short oh my God. for Scamble at Cabin in the Woods. But, Jacob, we never got <laughs> Evil Dead versus Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's, no, that's great. Oh, you know, the closest groovy. thing was Darkness, where it kind of yeah. sends into camp. But yeah, it's really, you know, it's a fun movie, but right, right, right. Um, so I had a thought now I don't. So how about we take a break and come back <laughs> <laughs> right after this? I got, got spooked by ghosts. <laughs> Catch you around the other side. No We're back here on Normies Like Us. We're talking curses. We're talking the grudge. Juwan. Here, the J-Horror original masterpiece. Uh, yes. We're going to start talking about the 2002 film, is that correct? Yeah, let's start with Juon and kind of, you know, it's uh, done by character, you know, kind of talk about how that's structured, because it is a fun structure, and like I said, it's I like the vignettes. It's an awesome structure, Mike. It's this weird sort of, the story is nonlinear. It's told out of order. You get sort of little beats tipping off other little moments. And like I said about the sort of melodrama of it, it's an interesting thing for the director to come to, to be like, what if I had like five little dramas, little plays that I just have in the middle of my movie that each one could end with, ooh, there's a ghost. Yeah, yeah. It's like all short stories with the same centered around the house it's like truly a haunted house like short stories you know series it's it's kind of neat yeah yeah so i think we get eight of them in this um vignette i gotta see we give them the names i should have prepared but i don't it gets a lot i mean for me it's a lot harder to follow like the 2004 grudge is a lot easier to follow for me um because i think he kind of simplified and refined the structure of it all cut out some there's some stuff towards the third act of jew on the grudge where it gets really confusing to me um with like i said the daughter of the the detective who uh was investigating the original case of keiko and and all that well Um, sarah michelle geller one don't try to tell me who that sister's related to i'm like (laughs) who is this (laughs) i find it all very confusing yes yeah i mean i guess we could just do it linearly but Quickly, the names of these, it's one, two, three, four. We have six in the first movie, and it's named around the characters Rika, Katsuya, Hitomi, Toyama, Izumi, and finally Kayako. And all of these end with Kayako as the final chapter to give you the true origin of that. At the end, it all makes sense. So it always ends with Kayako in these, generally. Now, Rika in Jew on the Grudge is essentially the SMG stand-in, but kind of combined with, because in... I mean, the grudge there's yoko who's the first uh care- caretaker person that goes to and gets killed 
like in the first couple scenes, right, of mm-hmm. that one. And I don't think that character is actually in Ju on the Grudge. It's kind of kind of split off from Rika. But no, but I wanted uh, to ask you yeah. in regards to Yoko real quick to jump ahead a little bit. Did mm-hmm. when you watch Ju on the Grudge, two thousand two? Did they yes. mention the jawbone at all? Was that a plot jawbone? point? You know, I don't, I don't remember. remember. So y- Yoko, we're supposed Yoko in the Grudge American. She's revealed. She comes back. Ted Raimi sees her, and her bottom jaw is missing, and her tongue's hanging. That's out, right? right. Yeah, it's a famous Spooky. scene. That's yeah. in the two thousand Jew on the Curse, but it's a student mm. who goes back home and he's walking up the stairs. There's another family living in the house that just moved in. And so the daughter is the one that has that jaw. Uh, so that's a callback to the 2000 movie. That's interesting. Basically, so, Shimizu anyway. was like, well, I have access to this larger budget now, better production values. Let me try to redo all the previous cool jump scares and effects that I've done before in this newer, you know, way. And basically, yeah, let's let's just plot is simple, right? Sarah Michelle Gellar has moved to Japan with her boyfriend, Doug. They're in college, international students. He smokes cigs, which will be important later. And he smokes seven stars. My favorite Japanese cigarettes. Don't smoke, kid. That's bad. I made sure. Um, so she has a part-time job as like a social worker, you know, like home care. There's an American family that's recently moved into the house. It's an English-speaking home. You should be fine. Yes. Use the maps. So she is going to work as the caretaker because Yoko didn't come to work that day. And we need someone to go over to the house. So the first caretaker goes missing. And uh, that's where we begin. And she... That's right. And I will say in The Grudge and The Grudge Two, there are a lot of white american characters living in japan for some reason uh which i thought was yeah. funny like in in the grudge too there's like a whole school where like it's tokyo drift say 75 percent of the characters wow. are white for some reason but they must the all be military film, kids yeah they go yeah. to some great lengths to be like and of course i'm here for business and i'm just like and i'm here for business as well yeah. and, mm-hmm. <laughs> so this guy moves here for business but brings his wife and his mom who has like dementia or some kind of old person disease yeah. um can't leave her yeah, yeah. Which this the old lady is kind of spooky in her own way because she's just so unsettling and like you know doesn't talk. Which is similar um, with you know Sachie, the, the grandmother, and yeah. Jew on the grudge. Yes. So we're doing that again, just with an American family. And immediately, having not seen this before, again, I'm thinking of like how the trailer for this impacted me. I'm thinking about like the Dark Water trailer. You know, The Ring. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was one called like One Last Call Mike or something where it was like a bunch of like hands that were like made out of like phones is the Yeah, the yeah, yeah. It's really like stable. The One Last Call for sure. Incredible. Um, and I'm thinking about like, okay, you know, this is interesting. You know, these are going to be like wild, wild movies or whatever. And I'm looking at like this old woman. I'm thinking like. Well, there's that Kate Hudson movie, Skeleton Key, that's about, like, a person who has to, like, come and take care of, like, an old person. Am I mixing these movies up? Have I seen this before? Is this a recurring thing? Then I'm thinking, did this woman have a stroke or something? So then when that's tied into the fact that we're jumping around with the time stream to seeing her a little better back when she kind of just has Alzheimer's, then we see her get ghosted, you know, where she gets this sort of paralysis everybody gets. Mm -hmm. I was very mixed up, but... uh, as that well, was starting, I'm starting to realize the time mixing stuff. I'm getting very excited and I'm really liking yes. the structure. Mm-hmm. It is interesting how it unfolds. And Grace Zabriskie, the old lady in the American version, mm. she almost can sense the presence of something wrong in this house like immediately. And that's why she starts like staring at the corners and stuff. And people just think that she's being, you know, she's like an old woman with dementia or something. Um mm-hmm. 
Well, and we, we get like so Sarah Michelle Geller goes into the house. We do get like one of the classic like greatest hits um, Shimizu with Yoko with the lighter. And and yes, and actually, Kayako, that's like one of his one of his go to. That's one of the classic. most violent uh, deaths in the Grudge of Yoko just getting kind of pulled up into the attic, and that mm-hmm. was very scary. So I did like yeah, that. Scene. Yeah, So so she's missing, obviously. But can't find anybody, but yeah. I also wanted to ask Colin, what did you think of this very first scene where we get where Bill Pullman wakes mm-hmm. up? You're like, oh, Bill Pullman because there's no movie? equivalent to this in the original. So yes. in in Juan, it's Takeo. We see Kayoko's uh, murder. Yes, we actually the original, see the the husband. Right. Yes, like which we eventually see the, that at the end of the Grudge, yes. the sort of reenactment of that. Mm-hmm. Essentially, Bill Pullman is the lover of Kayoko yes. in this version, and and he and the object of her affection. Whatever. Right. Yeah. I don't think there's ever an affair. Well, <laughs> Uh, or okay. just I, I believe it's one side, Jacob. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's not even maybe that he's in the wrong mind. He's just like driven to it because he like locked eyes with the grudge, basically. <laughs> right. But I'm I'm watching and I'm like half again remembering. I'm like, oh, I think I remember that the twist is just from hearing it from people that Bill Pullman's the bad guy. But then I'm watching him kill himself, and I'm like, whoa, I'm like completely off way off. <laughs> yeah. Again, that yeah. scene really stood out to me when I was younger. Um, because I think I watched this at someone's house, like in a sleepover or something. And I was just like, what the fuck? That's the scariest thing I've ever seen at 12 year old, 12 years Mm -hmm. old. But, uh, um, bad special effect does not hold up to this modern (laughs) Right, right. A lot of the effects don't. Maybe not. Yeah. That's a trademark. Yeah. When the camera ramping is, first sees that, uh, ghost over the old lady doesn't hold up super well. The CG of the ghost. Back then it really was affecting, but yeah, even like the hair thing, like that's not introduced until the grudge to Japanese version. Right. So he's like kind of doing but the greatest I do like hits. the, uh, yeah. the hand coming out of the hair, the back of the head that looks in the really original, good. same scene with yeah. Rika. Absolutely. And just, just again, the way that I said, this film just scared me so much, the unsettlingness, not even just the hand coming out of it, but the loose hair that eventually people just keep finding around. I'm always like, Oh, I don't want to just like find like clumps of loose hair. <laughs> like this no. is yeah. so sick. I hate this. And one thing that like benefits. How, yeah. Well, like Sarah Michelle Gellar, like because she's blonde, it's like it's like even like what the fuck is this? But a lot, you know, Rika has yeah. black hair, <laughs> black so it's like hair. what yeah. the Jesus fuck? Christ? And that's done in More the Grudge exactly. too, as well. Yep. Um, but I like how the Grudge starts, where it's you get this Bill Pullman scene, you're like, what mm-hmm. the fuck? And then it, then you see Yoko on her bike, and it's kind of this really, I think, well shot uh, opening scene. It's kind of setting you in this, and honest, honestly, it made me want to go to Tokyo because I was like, man. I love like, Japan, like such a picturesque yeah. place, like just her driving, you know, riding her bike around. I'm like, damn, you know, I so safe. There. As long as you don't yeah. go into the one house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you're fucked. Like, um, uh, but, but she gets taken by Keiaku and then we cut to Sarah Michelle Geller waking up. And this um, is a similar structure for both movies because, she, yes. you know, she's waking up. She has, she's like, go to a cemetery, whatever. But the key thing is she goes to the house and starts dealing with the old woman and within like this first vignette, she encounters Kayako and, you know, Toshio and like the whole thing. Yeah. And she gets like cornered and then she's like paralyzed with fear, at which point we end the vignette and we go back in time to now see the That's family right. that moved in and they're all alive. And so the next portion of and the movie pretty... is similar. Well, I'm, let me, you know, yeah, yeah. in the original, the same thing. We go back in time and we show the family members of the old woman slowly getting killed to where she's alone now. Right. To the. Mm-hmm. So we learn how this situation came to be that Sarah Michelle Gellar is taking care of an old lady who has no one else with her. Yes. And uh, yeah, when Sarah Michelle Gellar goes there, she still thinks, you know, the the uh, 
husband and wife are still alive. They're just out of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, we eventually find out they're they're they've been dead for a while, maybe. Um, but I like it's interesting how fast it ramps up to where Sarah Michelle Gellar is seeing the ghost, like in the very like Act first one. twenty minutes of the film. Yeah, and um, yeah, then you know in the American version, the family played by Clea Duvall and. William Mapother, Map Mapother, uh, who mm-hmm. I know from, of course, Lost. Right, he played that one character in Lost. One of the others. Uh, that's the main thing I know him from. Just wanted to shout that out. Mm. Well, do you know the other fact about him? No. Oh, it's my favorite fact. I love to share it if I can right now. Of course, he has a very famous cousin. Oh, his name Tom is Cruise, William. Right. Well. Tom, Tom Cruise, Mother, of course, yeah. who would change his name to Tom Cruise. <laughs> I was just thinking he has the same last name as Tom Cruise's real last Tom, name. Tom I didn't Cruise's know human name. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's very funny. Yeah. When he gave to Zeno, you may have the name Mother. But I like this Clea Duval scene where she's like, man, I don't know anything. You know, I don't know Japanese. I, I try to go out walking. I got lost because I... They're confused. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like she's experiencing that uh, effect of moving to a country where, you know, no one speaks your language no one, and you're just completely lost. She goes to the grocery store. Yeah. She's like looking at the different ramen. She's like, I don't even know what kind this is, but I guess I got to get something, right? It'll yeah, get it sucks to suck. smells it. Sucks yeah. to suck. <laughs> Implying what? She'll just figure it out? She'll just yeah, like yeah. learn the language? I would have right. maybe done some prep work before I moved there. You'd assume you had a couple months, you'd at least gotten a couple phrases in there, but hey, you know. Um, you know, she's doing her best. She's just an she's doing her best. But that's yeah, a good do, way to right? do it. Well, yeah, because yeah, a lot of people like it's showing. Yeah, I think smart. Like the average American experience in Japan, if you don't speak Japanese, some people do just move for work, and it's like a sudden thing, and it's like okay, um, and it's yeah. difficult. So, I, so I think that's that is working. Um, and yeah, so basically, we slowly see through the next series of vignettes each member of this family getting killed. Right, and it's the same yeah. thing in the original where we have the daughter-in-law who's taking care of her, and then her sister. And just slowly, everybody gets taken out. And then yes. we come back to the present where because Sarah Michelle Geller and Rika don't go back to work, their boss comes looking for them. And that's we get Ted Raimi and uh, Toyama, the boss of Rika, coming to things. So we're getting now they're both going to get haunted and fucked. Right. So, yeah. well, this is where, go in the house. M- Mike, I'm yeah. realizing Ted Raimi has more than just the one scene. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's got stuff to do. Um, and literally, yeah, Sarah Michelle Gellar or the Japanese version of that character, they're literally comatose. just traumatized and just sitting in the corner like, yeah, comatose. Um, and then she gets taken to a hospital and is just like, mm-hmm. you know, under surveillance. And again, the sister character, the sister of the son, uh, that scene is almost exactly the same in both versions of her being at work being chased by something, telling the security guard. The elevator scene with Toshio always showing up. And and they didn't have to cut away. They had to do a different angle because they couldn't do it in one take. But now we were able to do it in one take in the American version. So very cool. And the security camera thing where she's looking at the security camera, the Mm -hmm. shadow kind of rises up. Very spooky. Yeah. But again, was she at the house? What? So how is she getting this from the brother? We later was at the house. when they were touring yeah, it. When they the, first moved in, yeah. Oh, mom's going to love okay. it here. Yeah. Remember there's that, oh. even that scene with the realtor where he gets like pulled into the tub and he's like, that was fucking weird. Oh, where where was his vignette? Like, we'll take yeah. it. He's like, you know what? <laughs> I'm not going to say a word. Yeah. yeah. But then we, of course, learn that the, the security guard is found dead at his home later. So it is. Here's, yeah. here's the thing. What I want to say is the I th- 
the Wikipedia does a really good job of being like, this curse is spreading. Not yes. only is it just going out, like, but it is like the zombie virus of haunting. Like, yeah. it is just going and going and going and going. I'm not positive the film does, like, a fantastic job of expressing that. I'm kind of confused constantly why these people are being killed by the, right. the grudge. Well, honestly, I think, yeah. again, the grudge, too does that better or explains it better how it's But spreading. you're explaining that at the finish line. My like, homework you're from you is I have to watch the two other American remakes. Only one right? at least. Okay, well. Again, he's kind of refining the formula yeah. over time. I, I think that's a thing. That's his style. Like, he's never ever had it nailed down clearly what all the rules are. Like I said, sometimes, even if you just hang out with someone who's at the house, you're screwed. Otherwise, you, other times you have to have gone to the house. Like, it's yeah. a little vague and it always has been. But that is a and criticism. I would I would like to have it made me more concrete shit. Go ahead. It made me really think about how mad I was that that woman dies in Candyman, Virginia Madison's friend, which she only says it four times. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. like all these rules, right. like watching these two horror films back to back, which are very rule oriented hauntings. I was getting very wrapped the up rules in the aren't logic clear. Of it, guys. Getting very It would make a lot more yet. sense if I you agree. had to say Keaku five times <laughs> this year or something. That um, is a but, criticism I have, though. The rules need yeah. to be more clear. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, Thank I think you. The Grudge 2, I, I recommend watching that if you like The yeah. Grudge, because I, I actually think it's a better movie than The Grudge. I would agree, Jane, honestly. And, and it does you, spell it out more to where it's like, first of all, you find out Keaku's mom was like this seer per Spoilies. like a, essentially a japanese exorcist type of person a, a medium um so that kind of explains what? a little why she's why keaku is like more sensitive to a, a curse Chosen type situation to be happening. the devil basically <laughs> literally yeah, yeah. basically the, the mom is like you st- like basically amber tamlin uh goes to visit this mom and be like what you know how do we stop her and all this stuff and and it's like you don't understand it's not about the house anymore like it's spreading beyond the house it's the it's the grudge. Like the, the emotion is overflowing from the house. So it's, it's, you don't even have to go to the house at this point. You can just have an interaction with someone who at one point was in the house and it, it's, it infects you. Yeah. I guess because they um, do say, because Sarah Michelle Geller tried to burn it down and like, Oh, we were able to save the house at the end of the grudge. And they right. throw away line. Like, I think something changed after the fire it's spreading. And it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Cool. No. So I, I'd say I want more concrete, rules because when the rules are set it makes everything makes sense you you know you get into the universe and i want like a better like the grudge 2 does like a clear explanation of why is she making this noise maybe it's better not to know in shimizu's mind but i liked in the grudge 2 we understand like why she moves so weird like what the husband did mm. but shimizu's style is like i won't show rattle, you right it's yeah right of like uh, it's the noise but you make no Right, because yeah. like, why are her bones fucked? Like that kind of stuff. She's scarier when she's crawling around than when she's standing up. I'll say too. The husband you know? really yeah. never looks like devastated either. He always kind of just looks like himself, surprised, yeah. horrified, right? Cracking his knuckles yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it's Mar- drowns the kid like in the cat. tub, and that's um, never the looks, same either. The kid looks drowned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and like, why but does he have does scratches and in... stuff? It implies there was abuse before, maybe before getting drowned, yeah. and then he's just ghost boy. I don't know. Into there's like a flashback scene where you see Kayako's mom. You see her as a young girl and Kayako's mom doing some kind of spirit exorcism thing where she's putting the spirit into Kayako. So she's Taking more it out sensitive of another to, person. Yeah. Okay. To having this grudge when she's Look. killed. And then 
when she's like, you don't understand, you just brought her to me and she hates me because I caused all this. And also she just essentially says Kayaku is just mad and wants everyone to experience what she had to experience. So that's why she's inflicting this Look, curse. Okay. People. Here's right. something I want to say real quick. I want yeah. to drag something real quick. Please, please say, Jacob, you sent out an emergency flare of a text that was like, the grudge is on Paramount Plus. Juyan is yes. on Roku TV. Roku, if you have it, the Roku channel. Yeah, I bro. saluted that. I was like, dope. I had <laughs> I just like to let you guys things. know which uh, streaming services. And I very much the grudge appreciate that. Is on Peacock. Yeah, I, and Hulu. Oh, but here's the thing. So I hit Roku too, right? Mm-hmm. So it, mm-hmm. it like I Roku TV. I watched you on. I was like, fantastic. Then today I watched the Grudge. Put it into Paramount Plus. If you search it. Just comes up just the grudge. I watched it. Jacob, when it was done, I don't think it switched the app over to Peacock. I think Grudge 2 is also on Paramount Plus because mm. it ended, did a commercial thing and said huh. the following program will have maybe some commercials or whatever because it's something that, you know, we just blah, blah, blah. We have to have advertisers for. Went into Grudge 2. Huh. I think Paramount wow. Plus, you just can't fucking search for it. I think it's just a dumb fucking app. That's weird. interesting because... Yeah. I, I had to I had to find a YouTube upload of the 2000s ones. They're not streaming anywhere. Right. And they actually did a fan edit because this, the curse too, it's like half of it's a recap of the first movie and then some extra shit. And so they included the, the high school short stories because there's some context with that as well. With It's like a super cut of curse one, curse two, and the high school short stories as one thing. Um, so that's on YouTube. Um very low quality image, but it's there. And then I had to use Roku and then like I had freebie for two of them and Hulu for the grudge too. It's all over the mm. place. This whole thing needs to be collected somewhere. Somebody please get the rights and just it's put all it all together. Because, yeah. Different rights and stuff. But the Roku channel, even, you know, do on the grudge, even that is in standard definition on the Roku yes. channel. <laughs> and on my, on my yeah. large TV, it was like cropped in a lot because it was just like, but I that zoomed might be the only way it is. Yeah. The YouTube link Mike shared for the student film to then watching the Roku one to then watching on Paramount Plus a movie <laughs> made by a, a studio. It, you really are watching this guy go to film school. I mean, it is incredible. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty, it, it's a fascinating journey. I'd say it's, it's long to do it all. I'd say do the supercut for Curse 1 and 2 because you get the high school, you get it all in context together as one chunk, which is great. And then if you don't want to watch, you have to though, because if you're going to compare them, just watch them all, I guess. (laughs) Take your time. Um, Yeah. But so Ted Raimi, the bosses go there. They get haunted, obviously. They get killed in various ways. And um, And then the police get involved. And then they're Uh, getting haunted. Yeah. And so the, the, the investigator that is handling Sarah Michelle Geller's case, he is like, okay, some other bad shit happened here a couple of years ago. He's trying to figure out what's happening. And then eventually like he wants to burn it down, right? He's taking like some cans of gas to the house in order to burn it down. But then of course he dies. Um, so it's interesting, I guess if you are able to just completely burn the house down, would the curse then be defeated? This- First film implies that, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but now it's spread much that there's no containing it. Right, right. Because if you don't burn the house down all the way, you open up like a, a little hole for it to get out. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> a loophole, as it were. I um, Yeah. Um, so nobody ever wins in these. Um, we get some call, like the same scenes. Obviously, the stair scene. Um, yes. You know, one of the 
scariest scenes I've ever fucking seen. And I saw it three different times. And it's interesting to see at least those moments done again and again and the way they change it. But um, Watch the, the mirror trailer thing. for Juan, Mike. It's yeah. just the stair scene. They show the whole reveal. They just, I was like, here it is. you do this? Yeah. Yes. And there's like, in some renditions, like you see her crawling out of the bag that her husband put her in. It's like really fucking right. wild, dude. Um, so slight changes make a big difference. Um, Again, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. a Jaws situation where the less you see, the scarier it is because... Eventually, you're just like, oh, it's just like a woman and a kid. Like, it's not that scary. After, really. yeah, watching it six times and I see the 80th person sit still while she crawls at them. I'm like, okay, like, this is losing its effect, yeah. which is good because I used to be terrified. <laughs> but, um, yeah, if you if you are curate which ones you're going to watch, um, there, there's highlights, I think, in all of them. It's just, what are you looking for? Um, I'm, I shouldn't be talking about these so much, uh, you know trying to focus on the American remake, but this guy's just so interesting because he did it six times and all of it has influenced the American one that we watched and the sequel. Like it's in all of it. The curse, you cannot escape it. He's, it's all connected anyway, is what I'm saying. Watching one is watching them all. I guess. Yeah. I I would have to assume he is cursed. (laughs) Apparently he said he was scared of ghosts when he was a kid. So he's like, or these Performers I'm who painted themselves white. One little white boy ghost in particular. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so I do want to bring up, that's right. There's one vignette in the original Juwan that I think is like one of the coolest fucking ones. And it is the daughter, Kazumi, right? Um, and so the she's getting haunted. The police her, investigator. The, the three friends go there. Her friends get killed first. Yeah. She's putting the paper on her windows and stuff. Like, so that's we awesome. Say, yeah. In the Because they do that in the grudge too, American. Can, they steal it. Yeah, yeah, but that character in the previous segment, we see her as a younger girl. The, the, she's drawing that picture, right? And her dad is the investigator. The I definitely yeah. did not understand that. That's why it's yeah. a little confusing. I think especially if you are not Japanese and you don't kind of can't differentiate between these different characters and that kind of thing. So, yeah, um, and he resolves to burn down the house, right? Yes. And then while he's there to burn down the house... He sees like a vision of the future of his daughter. Like the house is showing yes. him. So this is where we have fascinating lore, but we never understand how it works. It's um, similar to Sarah Michelle Geller, where she's seeing Bill Pullman and yes. all this stuff at the end, where she's like seeing a vision of the past, but he's seeing a vision of the future. Okay. Yeah, I again did not understand. <laughs> again, that's what this was. I don't think she <laughs> has a plan. Another haunting. Yes. Yeah, okay. No, that's why he and so he, the house distracts him enough to you know have. Uh, Kayako get him and the house can't get burnt down now and then we get his daughter's video daughter which I think is one of the best ones her friends yeah and if that's that sort of generational that's, trauma is that like awesome. it, is there a theme is there a theme if there is one that's probably right. it like the curse will never stop it, you know that kind of thing and that's basically the biggest difference you. between Juon the grudge and the grudge is this whole sort of third act with um, this daughter character and her friend. Like right. you said, they kind of combined Rika and the daughter into Sarah Michelle Geller. I, yeah. I think it is awesomely written, the finale for Sarah Michelle Geller to, okay, the gasoline's here. Let me keep this going. She's got the boyfriends in her arm. The hand reaches up to stop her from dropping the torch. We look down, it's Kyoko, the ghost. Yeah. But because they've locked eyes, she's paralyzed. She yeah. drops it anyways. The fire starts. I was like, that is fucking good writing. That and is let me good. say, yeah. so and I mentioned the seven stars earlier because I just came back from Japan. Don't smoke, kids. It's bad. I have some. And um, 
I was like, damn, that guy's got seven stars. Hell yeah. But like he, he, he smokes one cigarette in the entire movie. But it's paid right. off in that one moment when she finds his lighter in his pocket. I'm like, that is great. That one cigarette saved the yes. whole movie. I will say she Smoking did. Smoking saves. Really, don't, don't, not really, but. Yeah. She did a really bad job of trying to save her boyfriend from Keiko at the end where he's like, mm-hmm. you know, crawling. And like she could have done a lot more to try to fight off. Nobody yeah, fights just back. Fight these ghosts. Hey, yeah. But can you even imagine like touching them? I imagine they instantly like turn into like squids or like whatever hair yeah. to like wrap me up or whatever. Did, like, you, ah. did either of you watch the, the high school ghost shorts before this? Yes. So yeah, my favorite, them, yes. my favorite comment was with the rabbit feeding one. One of the girls picks up like a trowel, like a garden trowel. And then the comment was, I'm glad she at least picked up a weapon. Never saw that in any of the other movies. <laughs> like nobody ever tries to fight True. back except that yeah. first girl. The only uh, thing they try to do is burn the house down. Yeah, yeah. she just held that up. That's that's a staple though. You just, you're frozen in fear. You never fight back. It's like yeah, he just wants to do a bunch of jump scares, and he's good right. at it. But like it's a formula. I'd say it is interesting to see kind of the difference between these Western horror movies, these slashers, right? Yeah. Friday the 13th, Halloween, like that's kind of what horror movies became for so many years versus this J-horror, which is really more about the jump scares. And now jump scares, you know, in the 2000s, I think jump scares did get more popular in sort of Western media. But mm-hmm. um, it's like atmosphere, see, you know, too. yeah, you don't really see the graphic violence, though. You don't see anything like that. You just see the jump scare and then usually some spooky images like well, um, yeah. unsettling things. Can I say what I think? Just yeah. tell me if this is where I'm at. Like, again, I this isn't, you know, we did our episode on found footage. We did like a, a genre mm-hmm. episode. We've done some of those in the past, mm-hmm. too, where we talked about like werewolf movies, just vampire movies in general, right? Big monster movies. I'm talking like J-horror here. It's not, again, something I've got a ton of experience of. I'm trying to right. draw on like seeing The Ring, seeing Dark Water, seeing some of those American remakes I mentioned mm-hmm. before, right? And Jacob... Like us talking about it, I think the quality I'm pulling away that they eke on the most is vulnerability. It's mm. just it's like the fact that like if you watch the ring tape, no matter what, you're fucked. If you yeah. locked eyes with somebody who's been grudged already, or you were in like the same KFC as them, it's like fuck you, you yeah, done, yeah, Jacob. Like yeah. it's over Inevitable. for you. And yeah, sometimes it's not That's even your fault. Too, yeah. And yeah. now you have, you've done nothing wrong and you can still be fucked, right? That's what it is. That's so interesting. Yeah, and, and it's again, scary it kinda, too. It and really real. reminds me of the Final Destination series and maybe that's yeah. kind of a combination of the graphic violence with this. By happenstance, they missed yeah. death. And if you're in this situation, upset. then death is coming after you. There's no, no way to get out of it. Everyone who's tried to like somehow cheat death, like it never, you know, the protagonist of like every Final Destination movie eventually dies, except for I think a couple who do manage to get away and then maybe but they probably die in, die in one, sequels. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, it's a Such scary a situation to be, to be inevitably in this curse that you cannot well, escape. Well, yeah. and as isn't life just a curse? You know, it's a, it's a, Endless march to, to to the end, right? No one's going to escape it, right? Like even just that right. that mortality fear tied into some of these more horror elements. Like it's 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 pulling on definitely an interesting. And really, place, Colin, I like that. Absolutely, and and fear of mortality is pretty much the the biggest fear that anyone can have because we are all going to die one day. And, and just the no helplessness of death. these characters. But what yeah, is yeah. Pretty... what is this specific reflection? You know, 
for this film series in general. It's this thing of like one act of violence is a fucking domino that just goes on forever. It's almost that thing of like you're mm. a kid and you watch your mom get hit. Guess what? That's going to not just only yeah, affect you, that's going to affect 20 other people that, yeah, every person you come into contact with is going to put up with that for the rest of your fucking it's life. It's the adage, hurt people hurt people, right? Ugh. Like, damn. Hey, I guess that's yeah. what it is. You know, anybody in the proximity of this violence, it will affect them in some way, right? I think It's that, also right? interesting that yeah. Takeshi, he initiates the curse by killing Kyoko and then he is the first victim of the curse and that he is killed by the Jew on the grudge. Correct. Correct. And then he's also in, he's the final perpetrator in these two. He kills yeah. the final girl, so to speak. Yeah. Like he comes it's back to once more. It's the image. It's, it's to, yeah, mm. it's the history to say, Mike, this Damn. is the root. This is why this is happening. And you're like, Oh my God. Like, but I wasn't in, I'm just a guy who drove by. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wild, I'm trying to remember man. in Grudge 2, essentially how it ends, spoiler alert, is that Amber Tamblin essentially becomes the new Kayako because she because falls into this pattern, right? Where she's, she's replicating the original event. Yeah. yeah, she lives the events and the husband does to her what he did to Kayako. That's how we learn he has a broken neck and that's why he, uh, kind of thing. And I think that's right. great because they're like the curse spreads. It's like now at the finish line, I understand what you meant. <laughs> Yeah, because um, this had to watch yeah. six movies. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, wow. when I he get it done. No, I do like the themes of that. And it, again, it's scary because you can't escape it. And that's the scariest type of thing. And anywhere, anytime, too. You know, don't look under the bed. Don't look in the mirror when you're brushing your teeth. Don't take a shower. Yeah. Don't ride a My bus. My logical brain, though. Don't look at <laughs> any reflection. Don't go in a house. But I just keep thinking about the Wilford Brimley computer simulation and the thing where he's like, if this thing gets out, you know, out from here, like in seven hours, like the whole country is going. Like the grudge would spread. Everybody would be grudged. Like within yeah. 10 minutes, the world would be grudged. Yeah, yeah. And we'd be done. We'd be done. Yeah, no one would figure out a way to stop it i'd be like like, yeah yeah, it's like i'm not even supposed to like acknowledge anything that's happening it's just like walk through the streets like don't look at anybody like don't mind self-isolate leave the cat boy alone (laughs) yeah you just can't talk to anyone ever uh, i think i'm the one person that could get away from it actually i think you would say to kyoko (laughs) knock it off i think you would out loud (laughs) be like like what are you even doing here (laughs) she'd be like all right jacob you're right Look, I've had one person say, what do you want? It's like, she's not answering, but at least you asked. What am I I doing? I didn't hurt you. I don't know you. Some people, like, does talk to Toshio a little bit, right? Because she says, Mm -hmm. like, oh, hello, what's your name? And he's like, Rika does that, too. Our big sister's name is Rika, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So So he'll respond a little bit. Let's talk about this, you know, let's use our words. Hey, it's I can see that you're hurt right now. Is there anything yeah. I can do? Right? Do you need right. help? It is a lasting image. Like, to, to, Tokisho. Toshio. I'm sorry. Toshio. Toshio. Um, mm-hmm. it, you know, that's a very last. He's like the Michael Myers of this franchise over Kyoko. It's yeah. very interesting. He's on the posters and stuff more than she yep. is. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because, you know, the ring is so, you know, Sadako is so established as the image of the ring, like her coming out of the TV and yeah. stuff. Um, whereas, yeah. The Grudge, it's all about the kid who really, you know, is kind of secondary to and Kayako. It's crazy because when you really think about it, he sits at the top of the stairs with the hand. He sits in that kneeling pose, right? So presumably he's up there watching his, you know, his father kill his mother. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. And if, if Shimizu made this because he was like scared of little ghosts when he was a kid, it's like, 
that's the ultimate victim is Toshio, right? Yeah, right. He was traumatized and then killed. Oh, like, yeah. damn, man. That's probably why he's the and that husband was so evil that he killed the wife and the kid and even the cat. Yeah, right. That. Yep. In some other versions, uh, like the the curse. He goes and also kills the other guy's wife and unborn mm-hmm. child. And it is crazy. Damn. It is very dark, that original one. But that's yeah. a bad guy. The bad husband. Um, wow. The wow. grudge. It's the scary grudge. stuff when you dig into it. The themes are yeah. crazy. And I guess it is the don't show too much. Because even just trying to break it down, now I, now I feel bad. So <laughs> maybe yeah. it's a good time to go into final thoughts uh, You know, on, on the grudge and Juwan and curses I tell you what let's catch you on the other side back here on Normies Like Us where we've been talking Juan the grudge talking curses yeah uh, horrible curses that can be inflicted upon you Mike will you uh, selected this happy spooktober yeah thank you choice. I was very it happy was... to see this for the first time it was a lot more, like I said, it was a lot, it was a wilder ride than I was expecting. And I apologize to the listeners if I let us a little astray on talking about some of the other movies because he literally made the same movie like six times. So it's hard to like talk about one without the others because you see it all there. But maybe that's why it's an interesting franchise. You just want to see a movie get made and slightly improved six times. I don't know that I do. <laughs> right. Well, you know, I I didn't know that either. But now I'm like, I think I'm a grudge <laughs> fanatic. I think I'm like, yeah. I really like it. I think each entry has value. Um, yeah. And now I'm curious, what does it become when the guy who created it is gone? Like we just talked about maybe right. why did he do this? What were the themes? What do other filmmakers take from that? And where do they take it? I'm interested in seeing like, does it go off the rails or... Is it going to be all right? Without a doubt, uh, watch The Ring, and I want to hear you talk about the Netflix mm. prequel series. I won't watch it, but I want to hear you talk about it. I've heard heard good things about the Netflix series, so. Yeah. And Colin, I would recommend, again, checking out The Grudge 2. Oh, Jacob, real quick. The 10 minutes that did play as I sort of looked down at my phone uh, as The Grudge ended, and I looked up and was like, wait, is this The Grudge 2? I thought it wasn't on here. And I hit pause and and saw like, oh, 10 minutes in, you know, of like the hour and 40. These are short movies, hour and a half, hour 45. The longest one is an hour 40. Um, But Jacob, it's the same thing that always happens to me when I see Amber Tamblyn. I, of course, out loud said... Oh, Daniel Pennebaker, my flash love. What are you doing here, girl? I, I literally thought that too when I was watching. Like, <laughs> Every time I see Amber Tamblyn, Tamblyn I'm like always Daniel like, Panabaker, Daniel yeah. Pennebaker, you're great in those jeans, those secret jeans <laughs> movies. And people are like, no, she's not in those. That's so funny. I was thinking the same thing when I was watching that. And it's much like other CW. It's all CW in The Grudge. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think The Grudge 2 is strong and actually has one of my one of the scariest the scariest moments to me in any, in any of the three movies that I saw was in the grudge too. And I'll describe it a little bit. It might be spoiling the scariness of it, but essentially there's this subplot where these three schoolgirls in Japan go to the house. And basically these two are bullying this other newcomer one. They're like two popular girls bullying another girl. They take her to the house, pretending to be her friend. They lock her in the closet and say, they're telling her the legend of the grudge and everything. Mm-hmm. And like, if you're really brave, you like stay in there 10 seconds. Right. Um, and then she of course does see Kayako and those three girls are all now cursed, of course, for going in the house. So it's mm-hmm. kind of expanding. It's on similar to the Kazumi thing. They're again, calling back to 
Juwan the Grinch, yeah. right? The three school but girls. But this girl in. who, so one by one, you know, first the two bully girls get killed off, right? Mm-hmm. And then this girl is like trying to escape the grudge. She goes to like her counselor at the school. Um, you know what I'm talking about, Mike? Yeah, yeah, this, I know the this scene. Bit. And um, she's like, I'm trying to remember exactly what happens, but it's very spooky. She's like, you know, these other girls have gone missing and stuff. And then the counselor is like, what are you talking about? They're right here. And there's literally ghost versions of them like sitting next to her. And then it turns out the counselor is also a ghost now because she went to the house to investigate. Yeah. And it's, it's really, yeah. Spooky. Cause sometimes yeah. the ghost will pretend to be other people, which is a power that's never explained, but sometimes <laughs> it happens. Right. Right. In other movies too. Yeah. Um, and Buffy that, that's is like, back for that one. She's back in for the, the beginning in that she has one conversation with Amber. Amber Tamlin goes to Japan to figure out what's going on. She's still in the hospital after the events of the last movie. And then she has one scene with Amber Tamlin. And then as Amber Tamlin is leaving the hospital, she Bill Pullman's herself off the roof of the hospital. Sarah Michelle Gellar screams out, I love doing sky high. And Amber Tamlin's <laughs> yep. like, that wasn't me. <laughs> yep. I, yeah. I do like the Sarah Michelle Gellar's yelling at the doctor and stuff. Like, I'm the only one who can stop her. I'm like, no, no one can stop her, Karen. Leave it to Karen right. to think she can stop Kayako. Well, Am I right? <laughs> she is a Karen. Shout out real quick. I saw all these things that were like SMG is really good in that first movie, and I want to say I agree. I don't mm-hmm. understand why she didn't have a movie career. I'm always happy when I see her and stuff. Scream two when she showed up in Scream two, and we did it on Bro. this podcast. I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Can I mention? Look, you know, I'm that. a oh, good. I'm a Buffy super fan. So. You're a Buffy boy. Yeah. Love, love it a little SMB. You do that podcast, yeah. Buffy Boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish. As a spinoff. Um, you and, yeah. you and Joe, that's where he's been. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doing that. That's on our paywall. Though. <laughs> oh, I wish. <laughs> yeah. I'd subscribe yep. in a minute. Mm-hmm. It's on that nebula. Um, so and Sarah Michelle, doing, Mike and I are doing a podcast called The X-Files, but it's uh, spelled, uh, you know, like we're really into them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're also going to – we're workshopping gargoyles too. But we'll yeah, there see. we go. Um, stoned by night. Stoned by day. Um, there we go. I like that. stoned when you do it. Um, so Sarah Michelle Gellar, though, you're right. Because even – we were talking about the American experience in Japan that the family – when she's like walking around Japan trying to like – Sumimasen, it's it's pretty endearing. Like she's, yeah, I can, you know, it, I do buy it. Like someone is trying their best, but it's you know apprehensive. It's like pretty good. She's fitting in better than Clea Duvall, by the way. Clea yeah. Duvall seems like she's not even positive she's in this film. Like all her anxieties <laughs> are coming from like, are we really shooting this? It's like yeah. we are. You're in it. Like we gotta mm-hmm. go. By the way, she was an episode. Does she of get Buffy, the blanketed? So is that oh, one wow. she gets under the um, covers? That's she, like a classic. Well, I remember. That's the sister. Uh, oh yeah, who goes with the covers. She hides in her part. Clea yeah, Duvall yeah. and the husband eventually are in the attic, right? And they both die in the attic or whatever. That's well, right. then Creation you know he, but that, but Jacob. To your point, though, Mapother says to the kid, "Hey, who are you? What are you doing here?" <laughs> and like, does not get an answer. Like, there's right. no like, he's you know, it's not. It doesn't help. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyways, yeah. Do you have a it, favorite it, moment from these movies, Colin, that you watched? I definitely think it's probably the crawling down the stairs in the first one, but just to think of any other moment. Uh, I really like the actress who played uh, Rika. Ruka. Yeah. Um, I thought she was very good. Oh, here's what I want to shout out. Megumi Okina. I almost wonder if SMG was hired because are, isn't she notoriously tiny too? It seemed like they were both like four feet tall. Didn't you guys oh. think <laughs> I'm yeah, trying to get that. 
Oh, they don't have it listed here. How like, Ruka, they did the wide when she was talking to her Ted Raimi equivalent, and the guy was literally, it was like this. <laughs> What's the difference? I was like, right. oh my God. It's t- she's 5'1", Rika. How tall is Sarah Michelle Geller? Sarah Michelle Geller truly, I think, is like just five foot. Just kind of like the dichotomy of Buffy is that she's like this tiny girl who's like this kick ass, like three inches, super strong person. She's five three. She's five four. So they're very close. Five one versus five four. That's great. Maybe they did. Sarah Michelle Geller's boyfriend, Doug, is like the stereotypically handsome 2000s guy. And and in the the grudge too, it's like the Michael character is just like handsome guy man. Like it's right. and everybody has first names only. Even in the credits, like these are not characters; these are yeah. stand-ins. Yeah. Oh, and Jacob, sorry, did you say you saw the Lego sequel? Mm, no, I just oh, read okay. about that it was. <laughs> it didn't get good reviews. It has like eighteen yeah. percent on yeah, yeah, Rotten yeah. Tomatoes or something. I just but can't, but it's like, do you remember when they were like, hey? We're finally making a sequel to The Ring. It's like, you are? Why? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Why are rings? Oh, okay, great. This should have been called Grudges. 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 Yeah. Oh, grudge man. Grudge 2, Grudge Harder. Yeah, yeah. 2K, 2 Yako, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think my favorite moment from these besides the stairs, I love in both, you know, the lighter. I think that's a great scene because it's not like even a jump like. You see her like it's you. You see her barely, like in the shadows, and it's like uh, th- this tension is built. And then the daughter sitting in front of the shrine, and the hands coming out, pulling her back. Oh, I think right. that is yeah. fucking incredible. Yeah. That that next to the shower is probably the scariest. Oh, the shower moment. too. Yeah, yeah. I like the whole the sister of the original couple scene in both versions, where she's at work. There's the stairwell stuff, the security cam shadow. Mm-hmm. Her in the elevator with Toshio in the reflection, like every floor. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, and then scary. she goes back to her house and crawls in bed, and then it's in bed with her, right? And right. grabs her from from inside the covers. Yeah, yeah, classic bit. Um, yeah, I mean, it's fascinating. I, I, again, I've seen it six times, but I, I'm just still thinking about it and trying to digest what it is. And I, th- I guess you know, good job, Anya uh, Takeshi Sumizu-san, you did it. Um, you made something that I'm confounded by, like that it exists in this form, right? Mm. Um, and I'm curious to see what the other ones are without his guiding hand, because yeah. So you're gonna watch The Grudge three now? And yes, see how that goes. Hey, all of them. Guess what? I'm gonna be watching live action Kiki's Delivery Service, my fucking <laughs> favorite Miyazaki movie. Has sure. a live action. I the no moment idea. it's November first, and I can watch other types of media. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a fucking do that for halloween kiki is a witch she's a witch all right so we're gonna keep doing shizumi movies okay cute halloween movie i'm gonna watch it's going on the list like a halloween town yeah okay yeah yes of course next week normies is the big spooktacular 2023 right so we'll be talking about what other movies we've been watching over the month and different spooky season yeah right you'll be able to find out if i did complete the grudge on or if Kayako finally got me. That's um, right. Yeah, so that's my goal. Special about mm. that date. It happens to be All Hallows, Hallows Eve. Eve. Oh, that's correct. I wasn't able to do thirty-one, but we're at least do all the grudges begrudgingly. Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been watching. I'm going to get to thirty-one movies in thirty-one days. Is my plan? Maybe he's more. He's been sending texts that he does like yeah. five movies a day. <laughs> so Jesus, I'm very excited to hear this. Are list. you on we'll pace, see. Colin, for thirty-one? 
I am on pace, and I'm always happy about Letterbox because I'm I'm slowly doing my list there. I'm trying to do my little daily diary or whatever, but I'm getting hints of yours, Jacob, and I'm seeing Joe's yeah. as well. And there's already stuff where I'm like, ooh, I know what I want to ask Jacob about on our spooktacular already. With my Letterbox, I've been super behind on. I try to write, you know, I try to rate and write a little review for each movie that I see. I I got really behind last month, and so now I'm in the process of catching up writing these reviews. So I'm like 10 days behind on my actual viewing, but I do keep it all written down wow. and I just add it slowly over time to letterbox because it takes a long time to write these reviews and everything. But, yep. Yeah. Uh, I, I've not been doing the reviews, but I'm trying to find my lists. I were at 11. Did I put everything on there? No, there's a couple that I watched yesterday that, so I'm probably around 13. There's like six more of these. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see how how close Just we get. Watch as many as you can. I've been now, putting off, you know, other movies. I watched I four watch. yesterday. I watched four grudge movies oh, yesterday wow. and two the day before. So <laughs> like Killers of the Flower Moon is in theaters right now, and I'm like, I can't see that until November because I gotta watch my spooky not. movies. You know? Yep, yep. No, that's a I, that's a Halloween movie. There were costumes in that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everyone wears costumes in every movie, technically. They're all they're all <laughs> But I'm looking forward to the spooktacular and it's been great kind of going through, I think, the decades. It was definitely planned that way and on purpose. Uh, Fascinating look. We were doing a little time traveling when we block recorded. I appreciate the flexibility of my co-host. Well, it's good to talk to you guys. I mean, we just talked last week, of course, but it feels like it's been a couple weeks. Feels like it's been three weeks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We watch these videos. You guys look so much older. (laughs) I think Uh, my hair got longer in one. Yeah. Yeah. Here's here's what I want to final thoughts on the grudge. I want to say, Mike, thank you for opening this up to me uh this franchise because in the same way that on letterbox i will sit down and go "Ooh, do i want to rate all the friday the 13th films or all the halloween films i would have never guessed in my life there would have been more than one grudge movie to even be like well of course i have a favorite in the grudge franchise the series of grudge <laughs> right here we yeah. are it's it's really opened up a world to me man yeah what's the best crack at you know, caretaker in the house, you know, like he's done it four or five times. It's like, what's your favorite? Right. I don't know. They all have very merit. inspiring as yeah. somebody who wants to make a movie to be like this guy, this guy, like never let it go. He just fucking tried to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. From 1998 had two characters. He's like, I like them. I'm just going to keep using them. Yeah. It's amazing. I just, I do think his like post grudge career is kind of depressing and that he never really did. Like he didn't do much more American stuff. Maybe he didn't want to. Maybe he just wanted to make Japanese language stuff mostly. But he just didn't yeah. seem to be as notable after the Grudge, other than you know Kiki's Delivery Service. But um, yeah, he's still you and know he's still out there doing his thing. So good on him. Yeah, he's got a storied career. I'm sure he gets cutbacks for all the Grudge sequels and Sadako versus Kayako. You know he's chilling. Um, and it is probably you know. These J-Horror movies in 2000 inspired a lot of people to do a lot of stuff, you know, especially atmospheric stuff, the jump scare stuff, you know. Um, yeah. And I appreciate that as a contrast to like, yeah, the slash. Well, it really influenced, whatever. yeah, Western horror movies. I mean, even if you look at like. Um, it follows is basically this. You can't escape I it. I was it thinking follows. that while watching this movie. Yeah. Yes. It came Smile, out several times. Another right. movie that yes. I. Yep. I saw last year's smile where yes, these conceptual mm-hmm. yeah transference of what is that Jacob? What is <laughs> a curse? What is this? Yeah, <laughs> curses there. Curses, the curse. Yeah. Well, it follows is really just a uh, uh, a sexual uh, 
um, STD, sexually STD transmitted demon analogy. Yeah, where it's like you, you have unprotected sex, you get this STD, then you pass it to your next partner, et cetera, et cetera, and it kind of spreads. So yeah, I think that's I what it follows. If I could work out, I got a curse in the end, I can figure this out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say this is this is what I'll say. Watch them if you want, but if I could recommend one single segment from Juon, the Curse Two, the Japanese one, the segment is Tomoka. Um, now yes. is that on the Roku channel as well? Um, <laughs> or how did automatically play one? like on Paramount? I, don't know. <laughs> I think this was on Freebie with ads. Uh, but there's the, the, that segment um, has the coolest. And like one of the only kills we get to see from Kayako, and it's like so fucking sick. And I do not even want to spoil it. Like the the setup, the payoff, the reveals. Oh. It's like probably my favorite vignette in the entire series. Uh, no, it's like in that one specifically. You said it's like a parody of like true crime or reality TV. That's so interesting. Yeah, they like go into the house. Hey, we're gonna we're here with the queen of horror. They get the actress to come who's in horror movies, and then. Um, I had the whole crew gets wrecked, you know, and it's just fascinating. It's the wow. Freddy's new nightmare of grudge <laughs> movies is like, we'll just do that for the second. Yeah. I think Kayako, she's the most active in that. Like she's actively pursuing. We get a different point of view. She seems to have a sense of humor, not literally, but she'll just fuck with people. She won't even kill you. She'll just fuck with you a little bit and let you go for a bit and then kill you later. It's an interesting sure. Kayako in that movie. I, I definitely recommend that. To anyone who enjoyed the first grudge either version of it right yeah and my last question i guess is uh colin you were talking about how you know there's no american dad parody of this which you always like to send <laughs> uh in our chat but there is yes. a family guy parody my what i was wondering and i should have looked this up beforehand has the simpsons ever done a treehouse of horror that's the grudge uh, or the ring based oh, boy Mm, they've definitely done the ring, but that's a great like question. Listen to the spooktacular like to find done. out the answer, Norman. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> next, next week. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's frozen in fear for a second, but yeah, we're good. <laughs> well, thanks for grudging it up with me, fellas. Uh, it was, yeah. I'm still surprised. And I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe like sometimes the house has an allure and some people are pulled towards it. This franchise, yet, and even though I'm done with Shimizu, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm in. I'm in on it. We're going to go the whole way. So. Sure. Wish me luck. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. We're Let excited, We're excited like to this. hear about it on the spooktacular normies. You're going to hear about it. If you tune in to that episode, mm-hmm. uh, but before that, we're going to say thank you for listening to this one and say, please, please check in right into us at normies underscore like underscore us on all social media. Uh, watch our YouTube videos as well. We love That's that. Good. Leave us a one comment. Piece. We'll reach back out to you. Check out our one piece video. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people have watched it on YouTube, so thank you Let's for that, One Piece fans. Thank you for your comments. Uh, yeah, we try to answer them when we can, and yeah. we appreciate all your opinions. And it seems to be there's a lot of opinions about One Piece. So happy to be aboard the Going Merry with and maybe you, we can get uh, a uh, yeah maybe next week on the Spooktacular we can also get an update from Mike on his One Pace journey. Perhaps that's, that's true. true. We were one pacing. We can update that a little bit. Say what um, say what, uh, what uh, Kyoko is again? Her type of ghost. What is U Ray? Why you are you Ray? I almost wonder if there's a U Ray in One Piece. I'll there must find be that out somewhere too. next time we come in a thousand yeah. episodes. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> uh, right. But yeah. Hey, Anthony, arigato gozaimasu, minasan, tanoshikata ne. Uh, next time, we'll arigato gozaimasu. Yeah, 
Sumimasen. Mike, Sumimasen. are you so fluent? Did you watch this with subtitles or did you just watch it straight up? I need subtitles because some vocabulary is very specific. Police detective talk, I cannot do. But I oh, conversational, sure. <laughs> you know, I can have, con- what, you know, what do you do? What are your hobbies? That kind of thing. Oh, you know, but specific vocabulary, especially like horror terms or like occult terms. Like, I don't know that, but I can get the general conversations. But yeah, I'm still using subs. We're not sure. We're not that oh, good. Impressive. Yeah, but it's good practice for me, I guess. All right. Well, we're glad you are back from Japan. Uh, we're so happy to keep doing this spectacular. Normies, keep listening along. Do not watch the Scary Movie 4 parody of this. <laughs> it's extremely racist. Uh, Very insensitive. It's maybe the worst thing you've ever done. You maybe should apologize Other than for marrying it if you Chris haven't Pratt. already. Gotta, yeah. I, that, that'll come back to haunt her more than yeah. a grudge situation would. <laughs> you know what the grudge she is? she needs to apologize for this. <laughs> In this case, yeah, Twitter is the grudge. And now that we told them about it, she will not escape Ever. You know what, Mike? <laughs> that is such an interesting point just to put make it out as there. we're wrapping up here. That Twitter is the grudge. It's the curse. It's like once something roots in there, it's like you can just get fucking. Canceled You'll never you escape it. Get away from it. That is yes. true. If you're a celebrity wow. and you said something ten years ago, that's less, less acceptable today. Even if you're like you an elementary school up. teacher in some small town, <laughs> yeah, it's all <laughs> over. Ooh, <laughs> Gary, all right. We have been your hosts. This was the Grudge on Normies Like Us with your hosts, um, Colin Little Boy, Mayako, uh, <laughs> and this is Sarah Michelle Jacob, aka Karen. Karen, name's Karen. leave it to a Karen Her to get in everybody's Karen. business. Yeah, oh, you're yeah, grudging over here. They, excuse me, they're grudging over here. I'm going to need to speak excuse to the me, officer. Officer, they're grudging. <laughs> they're grudging. <laughs> they are grudging. What do you think oh, you're doing man. with that skateboard? Are you grudging? Are you grudging? <laughs> oh man, well, I'm, I'm all grudged you. out. I'm all grudged out Thanks, too. Thanks, normies. We'll grudge you next Bye. time, fellas. Bye. Happy September. My name is Gandalf the Grey, and I'm imploring you to leave a like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. Don't keep it secret. Don't keep it safe. Don't take me as a conjurer of cheap tricks, and we'll catch you on the next episode of Normies Like Us. Fly, you fools.